Amen. Thank you, choir. Teresa, thank you. Mr. Edgar, amen. 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 Here we are here this morning. The basics, you know, you go camping, you got to have this stuff to survive. As a matter of fact, oh, I got to light the fire. Hi, Greg. I'm just pe- I'm lighting the fire back here. That's sorry here. You know, I, I I'm not much of a camper, but I at least know how to light light the fire there. And I've got my food, Bible food. Got that? You know, the eggs here. And um, got my lodging, got my clothes. They're clean, by the way. They're drying. They're clean. Got water here. And since it's cold, I've got my, got my jacket this morning so that I can brave the cold weather. And then, what's this? Well, how appropriate. How'd that get in there? Look at this. Look at that little, little wimpy. But after all, it's out in the cold. I gave this to my wonderful wife this morning. I have to give this to my little girl. You have to give this to your mom, okay? But you can stand in for her. Oh, happy Valentine's Day, girl. There you go. Give that to mom, okay? All right. Boy, what, a, what an appropriate thing to find at a campsite. Somebody gave me this morning, they said, you don't have enough basics. They gave me matches. I just plug it into the wall. I didn't tell them that a lighter, in case your matches get wet, and a compass. Who knew? The compass. The basics. You know, if you don't have that stuff and you're out there, you're going to die of exposure or whatever. We understand that when it comes to camping. But do we understand that when it comes to our spiritual life? The basics that we participate in to grow in our faith. Our theme this year is making Christ-like disciples in the nations. Making Christ-like disciples. See, this is a commission from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is the job that He left His people with. God sent Jesus Christ to seek and save lost people, and He commissioned us to go and help people find Christ and help them to grow in their faith. We should be all about leading people to Christ and helping them grow in their faith. No matter what your personality is, no matter if you're shy or outgoing, God can use you to impact the lives of people around you. That's your assignment and mine. Go Make disciples. Well, in order to make a disciple, you have to be a disciple. That makes some sense to me. And how do you be a disciple? Well, you accept our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ into your heart and life. You ask Him to save you from your sins. Yes. But then what you do is you pour your life into the basics. Bible study, accountability, service, intercession, community. You pour yourselves into that. See, there really are some practical things that you can do and I can do to guarantee, that's what I want to say, to guarantee a growing, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. See, Jesus didn't say, go make disciples and then leave us hanging there. 
He provided ways for us to become disciples and be growing and be a growing disciple so that we can follow through with the commission that he left us with. There are things that you can do in your life and I can do in my life to guarantee that I grow in the knowledge and grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Things that over time will make us disciples as, and we can fulfill this commission, this, this sending that God has given us through Jesus Christ to go make disciples. Simply put, the basics. Bible study, accountability, service, intercession, community. We need to get back to the basics of life. Last Sunday, Pastor Carla and I talked about Bible study, spending time in the Word of God, the first letter, B, Bible study, spending time in the Word of God, consistent, significant time that will help us grow in our faith. Do you do that, brothers and sisters? That is one thing, one practical thing that you can do and I can do to guarantee over time that we grow in our faith. Last Sunday, Pastor Carla suggested a plan. A plan that works if you work your plan. You can still purchase those life journals out there that can help you in your Bible study. It's basic, but it works. And if you do this, if you participate in this Bible study, a plan, your plan that works fine, or the plan that we've suggested, that'd be great. If you do that, you can count on this, that 2010 just might be, and probably will be, the best year spiritually you've ever had. This morning we come to the A letter in our acrostic, accountability. Of all the basics that we're going to talk about, it's our second week, of all the basics that we're going to get to, I would say that this one is probably the one that gets the least attention. It might be the one that is most abused or at least most misunderstood of the five. Accountability. Please turn with me if you have your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Now that's about halfway down in the, in the New Testament between Philippians and 1 Thessalonians. Colossians chapter 3. I want to read for you as you follow along verses 1 to 17. Listen to this incredible passage of Scripture. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with Him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must rid yourself of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here, there are no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. 
Verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all of these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Verse 15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, Do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Father, we bow before You and listen. We want to hear what You have to say, Lord. I ask, Lord, that You'd speak beyond my words and help each of us to hear where we need it most. We trust You in that, Father. We ask that your Holy Spirit would move among us. In Jesus' name, amen. Verse 16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. There's that importance of Bible study, of of getting into the word. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another. Accountability. Teach and admonish one another. Someone wrote this. Accountability is simply being responsible for one's actions. Responsible. We are responsible to God, yes, and we are also responsible to each other. See, I am accountable to God for my actions, and so are you. In fact, God holds me accountable. Look at Romans chapter 14, verse 12. Romans 14, 12 says, So then... Each of us will give an account of himself or herself to God. As we are talking about these basics, getting back to them, it is in the context of a group of people who have chosen to follow Christ and want to live a life that glorifies Him. Let me ask you if you ever think about this. Do you ever think about if your life glorifies God or not? Does that ever cross your mind? Because we are called to glorify God and effectively help others come to Christ and grow in their faith. Someday, we will give an account of ourselves to God. In fact, every day, we give an account of ourselves to God. I've said this before, I've said it many times, people try to hide things from me. (laughs) The pastor. I mean, whoop-dee-doo. Can I say that? Is that okay to say? You know, God is with us all the time. So do we glorify Him? We are accountable to God. We are also accountable to each other. This is a body. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 and following calls us one body. A community of faith. Citizens of the kingdom of God. That, brothers and sisters, means something. We're in this together. We're accountable to each other. See, what you do and how you do it affects me. It impacts me as part of the body of Christ. What I do 
And how I do it affects you as part of the body of Christ. What you do is a reflection on me. If you have, if you have taken the label of Christ on you, Christian, follower of Christ, what you do then affects me, is a reflection on me. And more importantly, much more importantly, it is a reflection on God Himself. See, therefore, what you do matters to me. What you do is my business. Your life is my business. My life is your business if we are both in the family of God. You understand where I'm going with this, brothers and sisters? You see, we're in this together. Someone said many years ago, we really do need each other. We are accountable to God, yes, absolutely, of course. But we're also accountable to each other. Now, admittedly, in our world, we have accountability groups coming out. I can't say that. More more appropriately, we have accountability groups all over the place. I googled accountability groups. I don't know how many millions of things came up, but a couple of these groups caught my eye. Weight loss accountability groups. Addictions of every kind accountability groups. One group said that one group's name was Serious Moms Accountability Group. I thought, you know, every mom I've ever known was serious. They've got, us a, they've got an accountability group. Here's one. Anti-hooking up accountability group. Whatever that means. There was also a plethora of government accountability groups. They don't work, but they're out there. And here was my favorite. This is actually, you know, I don't know if somebody was be, trying to be funny or what, but there was an accountability is a sham accountability group. I'm not talking about any of those this morning. There's all kinds of accountability groups. I am specifically talking about Christian accountability. See, there are similarities between Christian accountability groups and non-Christian or neutral accountability groups. There are similarities, absolutely, but there's also a huge difference. And perhaps that's where the misunderstanding and the potential abuse comes in. See, Christian accountability in the context of the basics or, or what should be happening in the kingdom of God requires a different mindset than your average accountability group does. See, if I'm in a weight loss accountability group, all I care about is how much did you lose this week? I don't know how much did you, you know, that kind of a thing, the biggest loser and all that kind of stuff. But if I am in a, if I'm in a Christian accountability relationship, it is focused on God. It requires a different mindset. Let's talk about that for a few minutes. Christian accountability, one of the basics, Christian accountability works best, or I should say only works, when our hearts and our minds are set on things above. I can only, in a Christian context, appropriately hold you accountable if my heart and mind is set on things above. That's what makes it Christian. That's what makes it God-focused or Christ-centered, this accountability between you and me. It happens only, in our context, only 
when our hearts and minds are set on things above. Look at verses 1 through 3 again in Colossians chapter 3. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. When we become followers of Christ, our focus shifts from the things of this world, brothers and sisters, to God and the kingdom. It shifts. Verse 2. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. The distractions of life that, that trip us up and, and threaten or tempt to take our minds off of God. You see, verse 3 tells us there is a transformation that happens. For you died. I died what? What do you mean I died? <gasps> I'm breathing. What do you mean I died? You died to your old way of life when you accepted Christ. And now, it says, your life is now hidden with Christ in God. You see, in order for you and me to be accountable to each other, we need to be accountable in the, in the proper context of our hearts and our minds set, fixed on Him. Accountability works best and is most effective when it is done in and through the love of God. Verse 14. And over all these virtues put on love. Now verses 12, 13, and 14 in our passage of Scripture, this, these are crucial verses. They are extremely instructive to people like us that give a rip about what it means to follow Christ. Listen to these verses, starting with verse 12. Therefore... As God's chosen people, and by the way, that means something. God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves, clothe yourselves. What's that say? That's saying, make it obvious. You know, lots of people are wearing red today, and you, you, you walk in and you notice it, you see it. Lots of people are wearing red. Why, why are you wearing red? Well, it's Valentine's Day. I notice that because you're wearing it right before my eyes. So, so the, the idea is to clothe ourselves as followers of Christ so it's very obvious and noticeable and even a lifestyle. Clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Verse 13 says, Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Because if you don't, it's a cancer in the body of Christ. Deal with it, they're saying here. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all of that that I just read, put on love. You see, I hold your feet to the fire spiritually because you tick me off. No. Because you disappoint me. No, that's not why. Because... Our personalities clash and I just can't hardly stand being around you. No. That's not why I hold your feet to the fire. It's not because you have to do it my way in order for me to like you or have fellowship with you. No. That, none of that. No. I hold your feet to the fire and hopefully you hold my feet to the fire spiritually because I love you. 
And hopefully because you love me, I love you with the love of the Lord. You see, we're in this together. We're the body of Christ. And it's important to each of us that we live our lives in such a way that says, look how they love one another. Whether you're teenagers or old agers, look how they love one another. You see, there should be a difference, guys and gals, between the school group and the youth group. Anybody believe that? There should be a difference between... Well, I won't go on any further. It's different because I love you. It's because I care about the reputation of God in the world, too, and you should, too. It's not because I don't like you or I don't want to be around you if you don't do it my way or that I want to get even with you. No, no, no. All of that's been put to death when I accepted Christ. It's because I love you. If I come to you and it's critical, I'm, I'm critical of something, in our contest, it, context, it has to be done with the spirit of love. has to be done. It happens when we set our hearts and minds on things above by the grace of God. Here's an accountability verse I like. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 24 says this. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. I like that. We need to help each other in this. We're in this together. We need each other as our hearts and minds are set, fixed on the things above. Here's another accountability verse. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 Encourage one another and build each other up. Wouldn't it be great if a lot of us, most of us, all of us had the goal of building each other up. Wouldn't that be cool? How would the body of Christ be looked at and perceived if all of us, our goal was to build each other up? Man, you frustrated me. I'm thinking this. Man, you frustrated me, but I'm going to build you up. Accountability is not setting traps for each other. It's working to help each other succeed in our spiritual lives. And when you do, I say, praise God. Christian accountability works best, or I should say only works, when our hearts and minds are fixed. Fixed, set on things above. Secondly, Christian accountability requires peace and thanksgiving in order to be effective. Peace in our hearts and thanksgiving in order to be effective. Verse 15 says this. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. One of the things that, that in the first century drew people to the body of Christ was in the midst of all their pain and suffering and persecution, they had peace. How is that possible? Being slain or burned at the stake or all this, they, they had Peace. Whew. Stephen being stoned, there was peace. How, how, how does that happen? Because you see, what my peace is, what determines my peace is on the, the inside, not on the outside. And so when, when I'm holding you accountable, 
I do it with a heart filled with peace and thanksgiving. I love that song. Peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. You and I have been called to peace. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. God intended us to be people of peace, living in peace with Him and with each other. Peace that passes all understanding. Peace that sometimes makes no human sense. Peace from God that creates a thankful heart. See, I am so thankful. I am so grateful for all that God has done for me that I want to encourage you to grow in your faith. And in a world that desperately needs peace, all of us know they desperately need peace. Where does that peace come from? That, that deep down soul and heart peace. Where does that come from? It comes from Christ. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. See, I think I, I'm right in saying that all of us, we want this to work spiritually. We want, we want this to work. A spiritual journey that is, that is in the right direction and growing. And when yours is like that, it encourages me. And I say, thank you, Father. Okay, Pastor Chuck, that's good. Good, good, good. But how's that happen? How can I get there? Well, in part, at least, we go back to last Sunday and today to verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. See, it's, it's getting into the word. Most bodies of Christ, I'm talking about Grace Point now, but there's others, seem to be half-starved. When all of us, together, Make a commitment. I'm going to get into the Word. It may take, good grief, it may take weeks for something to really speak to you and you can say, thank you, Lord. But it is the journey that's important. Every day, spending time in the Word, a growing knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. A lady came up to me after the first service, and she was, this past week, she was in a Christian bookstore, and she called Carla, and she said, now, what book should I buy for my family devotions? I mean, she's standing there where it said Bible study, and there was just all kinds of stuff. And, and she, she said, Carla started saying, is there this one there? No. Is there this one there? So she, she got her, to, to, she figured out how to get a couple of them. She took them home. She told me this morning, she said, I got three different books and we read them all. I read them all with my son. I said, you know, maybe one's enough, but no, no, we read them all. It just took 30 minutes, Pastor Chuck. But she said, you know what my son said? He's, he's 11 years old. You know what my son said after we were done? He said, hey, mom, that was fun. Now, I don't know that that would be every child's response. I don't know. But she was blessed as she is opening the Word. And her and him are growing in the knowledge of their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The basics, it all fits together. Bible study, accountability. The third thing. Christian accountability realizes that it's all about Jesus Christ. See, I'm not holding you accountable for my sake or to satisfy my narrow view of the kingdom of God. No, 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 no. I'm holding you accountable and you are holding me accountable for Christ's sake. For the sake of the kingdom. Look at verse 17. I love this verse. 
verse 17. Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. It's all about Christ. Are you truly connected to the vine, brothers and sisters? What, 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 what sap is flowing through your veins? What kind of spiritual sap, if any? Are you connected? See, it's all about Him. And once we get that, once we understand that it's all about Him, then we are prepared to be accountable to each other. It's all about Him. It's not about my feelings. It's not about my likes and dislikes. It's not about my preconceived ideas about how this all happens around here. It's all about Him. Amen, Pastor Chuck. And until it is truly about Him, all about Him in our lives, we can't be involved appropriately in this accountability stuff. It, it all filters back to the way that ordinary accountability groups work. But there's a difference here. Christian accountability understands that it's all about Jesus. Finally, there's a few practical responses to what we talked about this morning, accountability. <clears throat> How can I be accountable to Christ? Where do I start? The first place you start is you give your heart to Jesus Christ. I mean, why not? Have you ever done that? Why not start today? Why not begin this journey today? I mean, we're on this journey together and we can help each other. I would love to hear that somebody accepted Christ this morning and comes to me or someone and says, can you help me take the first few steps? The first thing you do is accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. You pray a simple prayer. Father, forgive me for my sins. I'm sorry. Help me to live a life that pleases you. I open my heart to you. Come in and save me from my sins. I confess my sins to you, Lord. Save me. I open thy heart's door to you. A simple prayer. Pray that today. That's how you start today. If you've already done that, perhaps the prayer this morning is, Father, help me to turn my heart back toward you in the way that pleases you. Help me to turn back toward you. The third thing you can do this morning, start this morning, is find someone or a small group that can hold you accountable. We all need it. In our scene here this morning, I have equated accountability for my purposes to water. A basic when you go camping. They say you can't, you can't be without water for more than 72 hours, give or take. Well, I believe in the body of Christ. We cannot be without accountability and really become who God intended us to be. We can't be without that for very long. And so you find someone or a small group to hold you accountable. There are Bible fellowship groups at our church that hold people accountable from time to time. There are Bible study groups you could plug into. There are prayer groups that happen throughout the week in our church. And if nothing else, and maybe this is the best, find someone who is walking on the journey that is willing to take their hand and reach back and hold on to you and say, come, let's go this journey. Let's, let's walk this journey together. Whatever it is, all of us need to be accountable 
in a Christian context to someone. And then finally, what do I do? I focus for the rest of my life on the basics. For the rest of my life. Can you do that? This morning, we've left at the end of our service this morning a time for response. A time for response and prayer. We've moved the pastoral prayer to the end because just wanted to, to, to respond to the Lord.